When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Friday edition the tailgate. My name is Chris Plank. Thanks so much for downloading. If you're not subscribed, please do so. Click that subscribe button on iTunes, or you can subscribe at Soonersports.com slash podcast. Well, we're on location. We have traveled to Phoenix, Arizona today with the Sooner softball team as we get set for the final season for this incredible class of seniors as Oklahoma kicks things off in the Grand Canyon University kickoff classic for the second straight year. And interestingly enough, they will square off against Syracuse later this afternoon at 3.30. Syracuse was one of the first wins this senior class ever picked up. They did so in the Sportco Classic back in 2016 after having lost their first two games this class of Sid Romero, Shay Knighton, Kaylee Clifton, Fale of you, and Reagan Rogers, Kylie Lundberg as well. They lost their first two games, getting beat 10 to 3 against Washington and the opener, the 1 0 loss against Minnesota. But they came back to beat Lamar by a run rule. And then later that evening, they knocked off Syracuse 7 to zip. It was one of the first of many wins for this now historic senior class who is together for one big run. So before we get to football, before we we recap recruiting, we talk about an incredible weekend and week for Bob Stoops. Let's hear from the head coach of the Sooner softball team, Patty Gasso, as we get set for first pitch. Coach was on Spotlight with us earlier this week, and we started by asking her how she feels about this team heading into 2019. Excited. They're ready. Uh, Our practices are not going as well because they're so ready. They're almost bored with what we're doing. So (laughs) Um, the best way I can say it now is we just need to get out on the field and see what it looks like against another team. So. Yeah. And uh, again, we open the 2019 season, same place where you started the 2018 season out in Phoenix, Arizona, in the GCU kickoff classic. Now, there'll be some new faces, but familiar faces in that. And 
She was Jen Jaime whenever she was here earlier. Now Jen Rocha, your new pitching coach. We've talked a lot about her return. How has she been able to matriculate herself into your system? Fantastic. And the, the most important part of that is that I needed to get somebody that I trusted. And I knew Jen Rocha when she was a high school kid, played for OU, so her roots are here. Her husband's roots are here. She's been great with our pitchers. She's bringing her own style, yet also cognizant of the way we do things. So. Uh, it's been a really great transition. She's been on a rocket ship uh, from her time at Wichita State and then was a key part of a couple of national titles at Florida. Won one here, 11 trips to the Women's College World Series and has an adorable baby girl. We got a lot of kids. <laughs> we got a lot do. of kids around the program. Yeah. Now, it's not just Jen Rocha making her return coach because Kalani Ricketts is now the volunteer assistant. I know you're still trying to decide if she's going to be your first base coach or not, but. Uh, how has she been able to handle the coaching side of things? You know, it's different for her because she's such an elite athlete that she's always really concerned about what she's doing on the mound. <laughs> so to get her to really see the big scope of things, I think will make her a better player. She's uh, been selected to the women's national team. I expect that we'll see her in the 2020 Olympic Games in Japan. So really proud of her, but not bringing her back gives her a lot of great experience to share with our pitching staff as well. By the way, not the only player returning, but two-time captain Kelsey Arnold is back with the team this year in a, in a coaching role, as is Leah Wodak, mm -hmm. which I don't think we can undersell because of you know, the inexperience behind the plate. And Lindsey Elam's going to be a good one, but she just hasn't had a lot of seat time, so it's good to have... Kelsey and Leah back this year, Correct. isn't it? Yeah, and they want to be coaches, and I'm really excited about that because they're going to be very good coaches. So uh, they are learning the ropes, and they're listening, and they're seeing things on the other side. You know, <laughs> when they see what we're doing, they get a little new respect for what we're doing because it's, it's difficult, and uh, they're learning how much work is involved. Yeah, they, uh, they just got to go take batting practice and practice, and now they see the <laughs> setup side of it and all the hard work that right. goes into it. Well, a lot of hard work for this pitching staff to try to replace arguably two of the greatest pitchers, if not the greatest pitcher in Sooner softball history in Paige Parker. Um, Giselle Juarez transfers in uh, a big key to this. But before we go too in-depth on G, Mariah Lopez back for another year too. Yeah, Mariah has been sitting in the shadows and had a good season last year. Was four, I think 14-0. There it is. Um, did a very good job of kind of being that Saturday starter, coming in and helping when we needed her. She's learned a lot. She's definitely ready to take a bigger role and uh, has had a good fall for that. You see six potential pitchers so far in this season. Wow, which we is, do have that many. Which is incredible considering <laughs> uh, Shannon Sale had transferred in. She had an incredible career at Florida International. Get an opportunity to see her. But obviously the talk of the college softball world has been G, Giselle Juarez, All-American at Arizona State. In fact, we knocked her out of the postseason last year to get the championship Saturday. But what have you seen from Giselle, Big G, so far in her first couple of months in a senior uniform? Well, she's you know, was at Arizona State this last fall and missed about half of the fall in training and competition, but uh, she's getting it back. She's cool and calm. She's a lefty, which has <laughs> been very successful in our program. Um, she, she's a combination, if you have history with OU softball, combination of Paige Parker and uh, maybe a little bit of Michelle Gascoigne as well. So, she, I remember playing her at the World Series. We beat her two to nothing, but it was a struggle. She's really, really good. And again, you mentioned coming in late, 
didn't have the fall. So probably a little bit of time for her to fully understand what this program's all yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, she's jumped in and, I mean, she joined us in January. So wow. she's been with us for maybe four weeks now and uh, learning and doing well and feeling comfortable. And uh, she she's not going to be maybe her absolute best to get started, but I don't think it's going to take her long. Obviously, one of the more key positions that we didn't get an opportunity to talk about much coaches center field. Nicole Penley moves on, but before we go talk in center field, Jocelyn Allo is back. <laughs> 30 home runs as a true freshman. What can she do for an encore? Because you can't pitch around her in this lineup. No. Um, I think that the thing that she needs to remember most is um, if you are looking back, you're not moving forward. And I think there's a lot of you know, this ball, a lot of pressure created on herself to try to maintain this level, which is off the charts. So uh, the key for her is just to be herself and not try to break records or, you know, succumb to expectations of others. But uh, she is um, looking really good. I think, yeah. I think one of the cool things about Jocelyn is you're starting to see more of a personality. And it's not as if she's ever really truly been shy. But from being a freshman that came in, you just get the sense that she's a different person as she's continued to grow and evolve as yeah. not just a player, but as a person as well. She's very comfortable with yeah. this team. And in her own way, she's a leader. Because she is such a great hitter, I think she just automatically gets people to want to follow her. So she's learning that about herself as well. And um, I don't know. There's great things ahead of this young lady. And she was also invited to the tryout and she was one of 45 athletes and the youngest athlete at wow. the USA tryout so her future is very very bright as long as she stays in the moment not looks back at things that she's done or looks too far ahead you know one of the looking back I think one of the more underappreciated Sooners was Nicole Penley now we have to replace what was essentially a three-year starter in center field played all four years and she likes to talk about her growth from the bratty freshman to yep. the leader as a senior. But, again, the reality is that's not only a, a great bat in the lineup, but, Coach, she covered a lot of ground. So that's a, that's a tough job for whomever's taking over at center field, isn't it? It is. It is. And we've got some good bat. Hey, you want to pull out the best in someone? Give them competition. <laughs> so we've got three that are fighting for that center field spot. Nicole Mendez has the most experience, but Elia Flores is – busting her tail to try to make uh, make a spot, find a spot in the outfield, as well as Reagan Rogers, who's just an endless worker. So those three are going to definitely get playing time. Um, it's going to be a continued battle between those three. Has Aaliyah tried every position so she far has, to get on the field? except she, pitching. Except <laughs> pitching. She's had the catcher's mitt this offseason. She's yeah. tried to do everything. Hey, coaches, we wrap up. Very excited, I know you are, about this freshman class. And two names really seem to jump out, and that's Grace Green, whom we had a chance to talk to at the Meet the Sooners banquet on Friday night, and Grace Lyons, who has a baseball background. Mm -hmm. And I think you can see it whenever you watch her fielding ground balls or working that uh, there's that little baseball hop to her, isn't there? Yeah, there is. <laughs> and anytime there's an athlete who grew up playing baseball, you can see it in their hands and the way they move. Uh, she's going to be a crowd favorite because she is very, very athletic at shortstop. It's really, fundamentally, she is outstanding. Grace Green uh, is going to be sharing first base with Shane Knighton. And Grace Green is just that, uh, just kind of lanky, sneaky power, uh, 
good athletes. So we've got two freshmen that are going to see significant playing time. And leadership always a key. Kaylee Clifton going to be the captain. She is. Very yeah. close vote, as it you was, said. But uh, you excited about her leadership ability? Yeah, I mean, she is the epitome of what you want in a student athlete. She cares very much about her academics. But on the field, since she was a freshman, she's very consistent with her approach at practice. It's not high or low. or She's just always grinding and, and a great example, good head on her shoulders. Uh, but she also has like a board of directors, which is <laughs> Fale and Sid Romero and Shane Knighton. So she's surrounded with good upperclassmen that can help her uh, get through this. So we'll be on the road with the Sooner softball all season long. In fact, uh, we'll probably have JT or may maybe Coach Rocha on with us next week as we'll be in Florida as part of a brand-new event that has just started, the St. Pit, uh, Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational. This game is put on by ESPN. I know all their heavy hitters are going to be out there covering this event for ESPN, so we're excited about that. But work to take care of first. Syracuse at 3.30, then we'll play the host, Grand Canyon, at 6 o'clock. Again, you can find all of our affiliates at Soonersports.com slash radio, but in the Oklahoma City area and the Norman area, you can find us at the Franchise 2. That's AM 1560. And stay locked on to the Sooner Softball Twitter feed, at OU underscore softball, and, of course, at OU on the air. And we'll have all the information for those of you who live outside the area and can only get it through streaming. Well, it was a big week for football. First, congratulations to Bob Stoops, who has taken on a coaching and general manager's role with the Dallas XFL franchise. There's a great interview that Jessica Cootie did with Coach Stoops. It's on Soonersports.com right now, and we'll have that as part of Monday's podcast. And also, it was a big week for Lincoln Riley because it was signing day this last Wednesday. Now, a majority of the Sooner class was already taken care of in the early, now I guess what you can deem the signing period. But the Sooners did add one more player to complete the 2019 class, and that's defensive end David Aguebu. He signed his national letter of intent on Wednesday. That means the 2019 class is up to 24 members. As we tape this, ESPN's class is ranked number four by ESPN, number five by 24-7 Sports, and number five by rivals, making it OU's highest-rated class since 2005. Coach Riley made the rounds on Sports Talk Radio this week. We heard him on the show called Total Sports on Sports Talk 1400. And he was asked, was Coach Riley, about the addition of Aguebu and then, of course, the process of bringing him to Norman. Yeah, no, getting David was a was a big deal here, you know, at the end. We you know, fortunate to be able to fill so many of these spots in, in December. And so we were able to really focus in on some key targets here at the end. And David was one of those guys we targeted early in the process and loved his length, his athleticism. I mean, he's got that you know, prototypical pass rushing build that, that really excites you and the athleticism to go along with it. And so um, was a highly recruited kid. And our guys really did a tremendous job uh, recruiting David, and David really felt at home, and that was certainly a great gift for us. Yeah, no, it, took, it was one of those that really kind of took the village. You know, yeah, uh, Coach Kish did a, did a tremendous job with David, and then uh, I think he really felt comfortable with some of the – uh, other members of our staff, and then as we brought on our new defensive uh, coaches, they had a chance to, to get down there to Houston and spend some time with him, and, and uh, everybody felt great about the, the direction from there. And so 
I think David was really sold on the program, and when he got to meet, you know, Coach Odom and Coach Grant, Coach Manning, those guys, and get a feel for our new our new scheme and our new coaches on that side of the ball, um, he felt like everything was really in place. Good stuff from Coach. Incredible, just incredible to see this recruiting class and what's been put together for 2019 and beyond. New Wave 19, great social media stuff by the entire crew over at football and excited to see a lot of these young men hit the field during spring football, which gets underway here in a couple of weeks. Now, uh, congratulations, too, since we're on football to, I mean, a massive amount of offensive linemen, but eight total Sooners invited to the NFL Combine, which is right around the corner. It'll take place March 31st. Uh, March 3rd, excuse me. I'm really trying to push ahead. February 28th through March 3rd at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Here are the Sooners that have been invited. Rodney Anderson, Marquise Brown, Bobby Evans, Cody Ford, Kyler Murray, Ben Powers, Drew Samia, and Austin Seibert. You will notice the one name that is missing is Imani Bledsoe. Curtis Bolton, uh, also not on this list as well, too. They're expected to participate in the Sooner Pro Day, which I'm sure will be announced here very shortly. But obviously, eight Sooners on their way to the NFL Combine. It's the fourth most of any school. And, of course, headlined by Kyler Murray, who has made it clear through some outlets that he will indeed be attending the Combine. Well, we wrap things up here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Before we get started with softball, Let's get to know the Sooners' new defensive coordinator. The voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, caught up with Alex Grinch earlier this week, and they talked Sooner defense. Well, it's been tremendous, and, and uh, family uh, is quickly uh, moving to, to get out here and, and, and get a place here uh, in Norman. But uh, uh, been a, uh, a great group to be around, both, both uh, in the building and uh, in the community. What made you want to come here? When you got the call from Lincoln, what made you want to say, yes, I want to be a part of the Oklahoma Sooner staff? Well, I've made the comment before just in terms of, uh, you know, Oklahoma being, the, you know, 1% in terms of the, uh, um, you know, elite programs in the United States of America. There's, there's about 99% uh, of the country that, that would, would love to have the, uh, the history and tradition uh, of Oklahoma. And so in any event, when, when a call like that comes, um, it, 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 it gets your antennas up and it gets it up high and then and you immediately start uh, going through uh, your head in terms of, one, being a part of it and then, two, uh, what type of impact that uh, uh, you can have on the, and on the current state of affairs within that program. And so uh, in any event, the, the, the combination thereof in terms of the history and, oh, by the way, four straight uh, Big 12 championships and three playoffs in the last four years, it's, it's not just you know, what's been done in the past. Uh, in uh, with regard to Oklahoma football, but uh, it, it's currently uh, at, at uh, the, the top of the heap uh, in this conference and uh, on a national level. And so, uh, and then combine that uh, again with the impact uh, that, that we feel like we can have on this side of football. Uh, it was a uh, you know an opportunity that we're very very anxious to pursue. Tell us a little more about uh, Brian Odom and Roy Manning and why you wanted them to be a part of your team on that side of the ball. Sure. We, we, we took over, and I, and I say we because none of this is a, is a one-man show. We, we took over uh, Washington State uh, in, in 2015 and took over statistically one, one of the, 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 the worst defenses in, in the country. Uh, and and those, those two guys were, were in the room as we installed the package, as, as, we, as we tweaked the package, as, as we 
came up with answers, maybe the questions that, that, that we didn't know existed and, and, and the, the challenges that were faced out in, in the spread league and the Pac-12. Um, and, and so um, in any event, uh, you know, they, they were there uh, at the ground level uh, as we installed this thing and then changed their culture uh, out, out of that place and then uh, found, found ourselves at the top 20 defense in, in our final year there and then had marked improvement over that time. So, um, and again, not, not without hiccups and not without challenges. And I, and I think when you, you had guys in that room that, uh, again, you experienced the, the highs with, but you also experienced some of the lows with and, and um, guys that you can trust uh, to, to bring them on, couldn't, couldn't be more thrilled to do so. You're talking about uh, a high-tempo offense out at Washington State. Obviously, that's the case here. But what's the secret to coexisting or succeeding Alongside a, a high tempo, quick strike offense. Sure, and I, and I don't, I don't know that there's there's one, you know, magic bullet. But I, I, th- I think a couple things. I think uh, certainly on the defensive side of the ball, you have to have your own identity, um, and I think that's that that's critical. I think you have to uh, approach it uh, with a uh, singular mindset in terms of you know it, it's it's uh, our purpose to get the ball back to that explosive offense. Um, that 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 you describe, I think a lot of people kind of throw that out there. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get some get some turnovers, and and we take it to the extreme. We we say that our sole purpose on, on taking the field is to get the ball back. It's all about the ball, um, and and so I think that that's that's a critical element uh, to this. I think also it's, it's imperative that that we don't make ex- excuses for the fact that we have a, a high tempo offense on the other side of the ball. Does that present you know more plays? On a Saturday that that we have to defend, that 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 may very well be the case, and certainly we're going to face some some high tempo, explosive offenses in this conference. Does that make, mean it's hard? It, it absolutely does, but that that doesn't give us any uh, excuse or, or uh, room for error in terms of our uh, inability to to defend it. And so we we come with the uh, approach that if you can defend it once, you can defend it twice. And so, uh, and then this is something, uh, kind of a, a, a inside scoop here as, as I talked to the defense uh, as we installed this a couple of weeks ago, is if they're not scoring on every single down of football, that implies that we've defended it at least one time. So if we defend it once, we get defended twice. And it's hard to punch punch holes in that, in that way of thinking. And if anything can be done, it can be done better. And so with those two uh, kind, of, kind of things in our back bo- pocket, then uh, uh, we'll face our challenges together and uh, – we're not naive to, to just that. It, it's, it's going to be a difficult task, but uh, we're excited to uh, attack it. You come from a place that uh, was stocked full of, uh, of talent on the defensive side of the ball. What has been your early assessment of, of kind of what you have to deal with here talent-wise, both on campus and in this recruiting class coming in? Well, I, I think we have the pieces here to be successful defensively. Um, I, I think that's uh, – um, exciting, you know. You're always trying to add to that. You know, when, when things are when things are good, you 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 want to elevate it, um, and, and never never say that uh, this position or, or this group is uh, set. Or, or in the, on the flip side, is if if you see any deficiencies, then uh, obviously you want to elevate that as well. So I mean, it, it uh, as you bring in the 2019 class, excited about the group. Couple guys are already on campus right now. We'll finish up. Uh, uh, kind of the the final piece or two here on on Wednesday, but um, I think it's a, it's an athletic group, um, both uh, in in the incoming class and, and 
guys in the program. Uh, there's there's a, a large uh, number of guys that, that have experience, uh, which is good. Um, and, and you know the, the challenges that you face is you know as you install a new package, it, it's new terminology for everybody. So kind of everybody's uh, you know quote unquote freshman that way, just from a terminology standpoint. Uh, not that you you want to. Uh, you know, not not give credit for for the experiences on, on Saturday game days that a lot of these guys have, but in any event, from a communication standpoint and, and you know the calls and all that stuff, we're really ground zero for everybody, which which just creates a a, a tremendous sense of urgency uh, within our meeting rooms and within every, every uh, second of walkthrough that we give with these guys. That, that uh, uh, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, we're playing a little bit of catch up, and it's one thing to to, to get a a group of freshmen, 10, 12 guys in, in the signing class to up to speed of what the, the older guys already know. But, you know, at, at this at this stage, as, as we're, we're now moving into February, everybody's kind of on that, that ground zero uh, in terms of understanding the scheme and all those things. So uh, we got to get after it. But, no, I think we got a, a good group of guys uh, uh, here to work with. Visiting with uh, new Sooner defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. Uh, Coach, are you a – benchmark setter as far as statistics is there total defense scoring defense turnovers are there numbers you like your defense to shoot for well the the the, the number one that we we, we kind of throw in their face is is you know 24 takeaways or more uh over the course of a season that, that's just proven to be a, a game changer in terms of uh winning football and and you know, in our time, uh, again, going back to the corner experience there at, at Washington State, we had 24 takeaways, 23 takeaways, 28 takeaways. And so we were around that benchmark every, you know, it, it, one time hit it, one, one time just shy of it. Uh, probably would have been a 10 win team had, had we hit that, that mark at, at that point. But uh, in any event, and then 28 uh, our, our final year. But um, that, that that's a great barometer for, for how you're playing defense. Um, and then, Beyond that, um, you know what 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 the the, the numbers specifically are. We, we don't really throw that in, in their face, but um, in any event, uh, you know certainly uh, uh, the, the the as the numbers go down defensively, your success rate goes up. So, um, what, what's the answer? We're going to be one of the top defenses in the Big Twelve, one of the top defenses in the United States of America. I want to ask you about Lincoln Riley uh, from someone coaching on the other side of the ball. What is it that has made him so successful as an offensive guru, as an offensive coordinator? Well, I, I think uh, the, the thing I would say is just you, you get no plays off defensively um, where, you know, it, 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 uh, to, to run into a brick wall or to uh, um, you know, put, put, a, put an offense in a situation, and again, specific to, to Coach Riley, to, to – but the Oklahoma offense in the situation that, that you know you're kind of running into a no gain play or, or you know uh, advantage defense from a, a count standpoint in the run game, you know oh, by the way there's 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 a pass option off of that or a, a quarterback that can can escape and and kind of make an otherwise bad play good uh, from the offensive side of the ball. So I mean that that's the obvious answer. Just you know, regardless of formation, regardless of play, what what a run game or, or, or pass is, you just don't get any plays off. You you got to be on uh, high alert, uh, every single every single snap, and that, that's uh, um, very difficult uh, on, on defensive coaches and uh, more importantly, defensive players. You know the the popular thing to say is um, 
if if the Oklahoma defense could just be a little bit better, the offense has been so good that, that they could win some championships. You can't play great defense in the Big 12 Conference, but if you could just be a little bit better. Do you believe you can play great defense in this conference? Well, I do. I do. And and uh, I'll keep some of those reasons. I guess maybe it's myself and some of the, the communications that we have with these players within these walls, but um, again, I just I echo my, my previous statement in terms of if you can defend it once, you can defend it twice. And is it hard? Yeah, but but uh, um, and we don't. You know, what you don't want to do is you walk into a situation with, with some level of, uh, of being naive. But you know, our, our track record, we, we we come from a place where you know it was said you, you can play elite defense with with a coach like uh, uh, Mike Leach or Washington State and, and the spread Pac-12 with the successes of you know, the spreads of the Oregons and, and this and that and uh, uh, found a way to be a, a pretty good ball club. So uh, in any event, uh, you know, every challenge is new. And, and so you, you kind of take stock in some of those things on the same token. You, you don't uh, uh, make any assumptions as to same as because it is a uh, a, a unique deal, and in, in 2019, in, in, in every conference, and I've, I've spent time in the SEC, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and uh, now the Big 12. It is you know the commonality across all uh, conferences is that uh, uh, it's an it's a quote-unquote offensive game in, in, in college football as, as we as we currently speak, and so defenses are playing catch-up. Uh, the challenges are, are weekend and uh, uh, and week out, but just uh, uh, to, uh, to somehow suggest that, that, that you uh, are unable to, to play good defense. I think if, if, if you look around the country, you know, certainly some people are, and, and we want to be in that group. Right, before I let you go, I'm a small college guy. went to Southern Nazarene University. You're from Mount Union. Uh, for those who don't know, Mount Union is the Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama of Division Three. What, you know, what do you still have a part of you? that is from your Mount Union days? What is there anything that you, I don't know about, learned back then but was ingrained in you back then that's still a part of you and your coaching style? Well, I, I think part of it is, is, you know, whatever the issues to work at it. I mean, when you're talking about small, small college, there's not a whole lot of flash. You know, I think we may have gotten, you know, one T-shirt a year and, and <laughs> you know, fast forward to now and, and, and all these guys. You were in Jordan and, Brand at Mount Union. In Jordan Brand, that, that's right. That's right. So <laughs> we, we had to, if we wanted Jordan, we had to buy them type of deal. But um, in any event, uh, I, I think that's um, just just throw work at it. You know, what, what's the issue? It uh, doesn't matter. Throw work at it. And, and when things are good, you know, uh, you know, go back to one of my previous statements in terms of, you know, find a way to enhance it um, and, and never be content with whatever level of success that, that you've had. But you're, you're Constantly striving to uh, to be better, and then you know I, I'll say this: you know I think we were fifty four and one. I know we were fifty four and one in my time there. Again, a completely different level, uh, Division three football. But you know I never felt like we were the, the favorite going into a game, and so just uh, giving respect to your opponent, respect in terms of your preparation. Um, one of my college teammates, in fact, is Matt Campbell up at, at Iowa State. He does a tremendous job, and I, I think. Uh, if you ask him, I think he kind of, you know, with, with that same pedigree, um, just uh, keep your head down. In, in our particular situation now as, as coaches, keep your head down and then coach ball. And, uh, uh, in terms of the players, keep your head down and uh, play your tail off. On field or in the booth? What do you prefer? Uh, on the field. On the field. I, I think there's advantages uh, uh, to both. But, uh, you know, sometimes from up top, you kind of, you know, you, it, uh, 
removes you from the action, which I think some uh, some coordinators uh, like. Uh, and I, I coordinated from up top and, and below, but uh, now I prefer to be on the field, uh, uh, seeing it one from that angle, and two have an opportunity to interact with the players. Great stuff, uh, Alex Grinch, new Sooner defensive coordinator. Coach, uh, great to get to talk to you today, and I look forward to meeting you in person in the near future. Thanks for a few minutes of your time today. We really, really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right. Well, a busy episode. Thanks to Patty Gasso, a little bit from Coach Riley, and also a ton there from Alex Grinch. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate the support of our sponsors, Allstate and the Riverwind. Until Tuesday, hopefully we'll have a 5-0 and start for softball. It'll be game week for baseball. Everyone have a great weekend to start Diamond Sports. See if Sooner Hoops can get a big one over Texas Tech. See if the Sooner women can get a big dub. And we'll be here to talk about it with you on Tuesday on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, have a great weekend. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Yeah.